Hey everyone, disclaimer, this episode does contain curse words. I do say the F word a fair amount. So if you don't like hearing curse words or you have children, we will be putting out a bleeped version tomorrow morning. We did feel it was important for us to talk about racism and white supremacy the way we do when we're sitting in a living room chatting with our friends. But I really appreciate the feedback that some people are turned off by that. So thank my aunts for this lovely feedback. Thank you, Aunt Cindy and Aunt Deborah. And we look forward to making this a more inclusive space to talk about race. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Two White Folks. I'm Chase Brantley, joined with Athens Finest Joey Carter. And this is a podcast by two white folks talking to other white folks about systemic racism, specifically in Athens, Georgia, because we are both from Athens, Georgia. When you came to me about this idea, this podcast being two white folks, the pun, I've been sitting with it for a while and talking about racism. Two white men. Two white men talking about racism in a city in Georgia that's particularly steeped in segregation still by virtue of its landscape by virtue of its politics and we're doing something that quote-unquote should have been done before we started the podcast trying to figure out who our our target audience is i think it's it's very important yeah tell, tell us tell us that target audience uh, yeah. that target audience is <laughs> is because if you're not these people we don't want you listening right get off right now <laughs> you have to get off you have yeah, to leave stop Pause. and so the white folks because a lot of us we spend so much we spend so much of our time going to black and brown folks and asking them how do i not be a racist yeah 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 totally either they're confrontational or they're genuinely asking a lot of times i would ask them in return where does that question come from or why do you even care about that question why do you care asking how do i not be a racist uh, and that's peculiar to me that I, I, I'm always I'm always more interested in someone's question as a question and what's behind it. The answers are going to be interesting, but I'm far more interested in why you're asking me that question in the first place. You know. So the question is, how do I not be a ra- how do I how do I not be a racist? <laughs> the orientation is already is already is already interesting. You're asking it from a first person vantage. Why can't we ask, how do we not be racist as a collective, as being white folks? And when you begin to ask people to analyze the reasons behind their questions, especially that question, it gets really, really uncomfortable very quickly. That's where we need to be. Yeah, which which brings me to two things about this podcast and why I want to do it. On the one hand... I really wanted this to be a non-prepared podcast where we will definitely make mistakes. Yeah. And I want the process of this podcast to be when I make a mistake, when you make a mistake, and we're called out on our bullshit, that we also process that for an audience. You know, right. We're here to talk about, I didn't realize I thought that way, yeah. or I wasn't even aware of this privilege that I had. Um, so to kind of make it a good, raw, vulnerable podcast where... 
I, as a white man, and you as a white man, we're going to try to jump in, talk to other white people about racism, and for sure, we're going to fuck up. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, here we go. This is a big fuck up podcast. Right. Uh, political career, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to be a politician. No way. And I had a family member who recently came out with their support of Trump. And that was very difficult for me because it was a shift. This is a family member that I've loved for a long time. And it was very difficult for that change to happen. I wanted this podcast. So as I've debated this family member, I realized like, fuck, I don't have the stories I need. And I need stories in this community. Because what's crazy is like the systemic racism is illegal. That's what's that's yeah. what's crazy to me. You know, it's like the systemic racism in Athens is not illegal. Like you can't, you would lose in a courtroom because the laws are set up to establish the systemic racism. So I'm interested in looking at these very specific, very local stories. And there's so many parts of Athens that as I'm becoming older and I'm learning about, I realize I never knew as a kid mm -hmm. because it was hidden from me. It was just never part of my education system. And it was done qu quotations legally. So there was no scandal in the white community, you know, which is just bullshit. I, I um, mean, when you say quote unquote legally, I would even take off the quotes. Yeah. That, yeah. that they, that, that yeah. it's, it is, it is by function of law and policy and best practices, institutions harm black communities. And, you know, it's quite banal. Yeah. It's yeah. very it's very ordinary. It's run of the mill and that sort of banality is where you find a great deal of racialized violence. Yeah. I do, I do want to keep the topic on very specific stories. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as we get going for Athens and that's what this podcast is for me. It's like, ooh, I want the meat. I want let's dig into this local because we talk about racism as this overarching umbrella that does exist over America, but then it's easy to dismiss in your own community in that way. Yeah. The first story that comes to mind back a couple of weeks ago when news broke that the Caledonia was bought out by the owner of Church Bar. and But if you're not from Athens, the Caledonia is a bar. It's a very popular music bar with a lot of towny artists in Athens. And right next door, there's Church Bar, which is an LGBTQ plus bar that a lot of the white community and students often visit. And Church Bar bought out the Caledonia Bar without the current tenant's permission. And there was uh, so much upheaval and, and anger about it. But I remember scrolling through Facebook and seeing Montu Miller, uh, who a, a leader in the hip-hop community here in Athens for you know, over 20 years, he made a point of going, this has been happening to us black folks for generations. And this is how it feels. I don't have much sympathy for you. Look at Linentown. Mm. Look at Allentown. Yeah. Look at Hot Corner. Look at the whole history of Athens in the South where it is nothing but the use of laws to dispossess black families of their property and of their wealth. And Can we walk through this story of, this is like a, a not race-based story, but it would be good for listeners to understand 
this story. So uh, what does this story have to do with? It, it has everything. It has all to do with being a landlord and a property owner where the renters of Caledonia were not able to make their payments because of COVID. The owner of the Caledonia had reached a point where he needed to divest himself of, of his property. And by law, that's his right. So he ran into John McRae as, as the owner of Church Bar and said, hey, I have several bidders interested in this property, but you're right here, right beside. Do you want to buy it? Mm-hmm. And John saw an opportunity to expand Church Bar. And so the Caledonia, I mean, I've been here for 16, 17 years. It's one of my favorite places in Athens to go for a great show. It's a place that means a great deal to a lot of people in Athens. But I say a lot of people in Athens, that's predominantly white folks. And yeah, yeah towny community yeah there were events happening there for hip-hop and other things but when i was scrolling through facebook and i saw montu's post it it it, it felt like a corrective to me uh, of where uh, even as someone who's been organizing for all of the linentown stuff and montu just said this has been happening to us black folks for generations this is how it feels. And it, and, it, and it was Montu, from what I felt, providing a corrective to the rest of the Athens community of going, where has been the uproar about losing Hot Corner? All the way down to, there was a great seafood place over in the Triangle called Lighthouse Seafood. And it went under. It was some of the best seafood, I, th- I think, in Athens. But it wasn't even a blip on the radar of most of the folks in Athens. But but we have so many places like Lennontown, uh, Hot Corner, yeah, Allentown. Yeah, let me feed this story to you through my family member's mindset. Everything that happened in Caledonia, totally legal. And it is, on one hand, a business move. The, the thing that's, in this example, the people who have the money, who own the properties decided they wanted to change what the venue did. I talked to Tommy Valentine about something like this too, where he was he was part of a music venue that decided that if they stopped playing music, they could make 10 times as much money by just selling alcohol and didn't support that decision because then it's like, well, why do we even have this space? Mm-hmm. It becomes about the values of what you want to invest in more than the legality. Right. Like, like, I think that's, I want to be clear that people can be upset that they took the property, but we're just not investing in artists having a space to create art. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. The, like the, the frustration, it is this fight of what do we want to invest in? Yeah, In absolutely. our community. And, and at some point, you have to choose that making less money is an investment. And when we, making an investment yeah. is about what community are you uplifting? Again, totally. going, going back to yeah. the function of institutions, yeah. John and Joey, they did legally, pissed off a lot of folks, but they were well within their rights to do that. I would feel furious if they were going to have another office sports bar. Well, that's what that, I, th- and, I think that's what Joey was even hinting at with, to John based on my knowledge of the situation is that there were more corporate 
yeah, yeah, kinds yeah. of entities looking at buying the place. And but what I I, I want our our audience as primarily white folks to to hear is Montu's voice, yeah, and, and the people like me and you, Joey. John, other folks in this community who have both the capital and the connections to even have a controversy. Yeah. That, that's that's what's so yep. damning and violent is that th- this was a controversy for most of the black community in Athens when something like this happens. It's not even a blip on people's radar. And that's where mm-hmm. it is. It it hit. For that's me. the systemic. That's racism. the that's the yeah. that's that, at the root of it. That like, we're what? furious that a white bar that supports a lot does support hip hop community, but yeah. mostly has been a, a white venue is now going to be a larger LGBTQ right. venue, and we're furious. And the demand and then for what's the deeper analysis? Yeah. of that of ourselves, and that when that happens to a black restaurant or a whole community right. of people's houses. We don't, as a white community, seem to care. Right. We yeah. call it gentrification. Historically, I mean, it, 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 it takes lots of different names. But these kind of things are happening here in Athens by virtue of the university, where it's attracting a lot of contractors to go into places like East Athens and buy up a lot of properties to turn into student housing or single-family units that raise the property values and the taxes and then drive the families who have lived there historically out. And part of this podcast that we've talked about is being able to to make fun of ourselves and and that's where in this controversy about the caledonia i after thinking about it getting called out by some friends who are white about me not thinking about this clearly is like taking ourselves way too fucking seriously sometimes in creating a controversy that brings out the very racism that we're missing hearing you restate Montu's statement i still missed at the beginning of this conversation oh the 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 point that you were making and i and i get it now that the racism in this example it's making a big deal out of something that black communities experience all the time but they just they don't have any access to make a controversy to make to express any anger, to express outrage, whether it be a favorite restaurant or their own place of business being sold out from under them. or uh, yeah, But that, it's that, that access to controversy. When you say it, I almost have to do like a double take. Like, wait, it, white supremacy even has power over access to controversy? That's just fucked up. And I don't know any other way. I don't have any like academic. Because let's let's walk through what the white community can do in this situation, and so like we can take Ike and Jane's for example. Oh this, yeah, this happened to Ike and Jane's donut shop that I loved, white owned business. The landlord raised the rent, and so they had to close. And this yeah. was before COVID, so this was right. just the landlord just decided I want to make more money, or property values went up. And this is an this is yeah well, it it, it, it could be but I mean but. Either way, the landowner raised the rent and the business had to close because they couldn't uh, afford the rent and pay their employees, et cetera, et cetera. What happened was uh, the white community had access to press. Their voices were heard in the community. Mm -hmm. And the white community loved this business. They were able to subvert by raising money 
and uh, creating an outcry to offset a little bit that legal power that the landowner had to fuck them over. And the black community doesn't even get the chance to do that. No. And and even when they do have a chance to express outrage, that itself is policed. And I want to use that very Mm. specifically. Yeah. Policed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being black and having outrage it can get you killed as a black person can get can get you thrown in jail can get you removes you from access to being angry about losing your property yeah. as black person as a community and is what was the, that access to controversy is white folks hold the gate yeah to and that this this reminds me of that conversation i had with that family member i said you know, the systems are racist and they said what systems and that's so i mean in, in a way it i understand because it's so pervasive well the, it, I'm, I'm not saying that i but this is what this podcast is for me i hope that family member listens to this because we are going to detail very specifically in this Athens community what those systems are and how they are used to not just suppress the black community but steal their property and prevent them from having wealth right cuz when you when you generational hear that, wealth right the genera- when you hear that response what system the immediate you know i want to immediately respond like what do you mean what system how do you not see that and that and that's another mechanism of racism and white supremacy is the blinders to be to be able to recognize that there are systems that there are institutions that we participate in every day the institution of family the institution of society the institution of 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 media having a voice well the, it, it leads into my big fuck up that i want to talk about on this episode oh. <laughs> uh because it, it's, it's about maintaining power and control yeah and we'll get into this a lot more, but but I want to use my specific example and walk through my fuck up when I was talking about this podcast because we've now reached the end of episode one. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, for thank you. Yeah, and this is normally the time when if we were a podcast about anything else, uh, I would say, hey, we have a Patreon account. You can if you want to support us, give money, and we can buy equipment and stuff. And I suggested to Joey when we were talking about this podcast, hey. We should set up a Patreon account. And I was very quickly shown, and I'm very grateful for, how shameful that is for this topic. Because, And I'll walk through yeah, yeah, how with so. listeners yeah. how so. So this is a podcast about how the black community has been victimized, brutalized, targeted, targeted suppressed, oppressed throughout the Athens community. And for me as a white man, to talk about this topic and then ask other white people to pay me to continue to talk about this topic is is literally the thing we're trying to dismantle <laughs> and and it, and it, it's right. it's i am i am stealing i am profiteering off the suffering of black people and that is highly shameful and that is totally unacceptable and I'm so where do we go from here? Like where, like what? Yeah, we can, you know, it's important to, to yeah. recognize the yeah. shame and, but you don't want to just sit in the fetal position. No. That's well, I, I guess the big thing, yeah, I don't want to beat myself up. The big thing I want to say is thank you to the people who call me on my bullshit. And that's the proper response. Right. Say thank you. And then we move forward. So we have, we're going to end every episode 
with an organization in Athens that you can contribute to and a specific organizer that you can donate directly to their Cash App or their Venmo or a GoFundMe that they have. The first black organization that we want to focus on is uh, the Economic Justice Coalition. Uh, They are to educate and advocate and organize for quality jobs with living wages and benefits. This is huge. I mean, we're going to get into this in so many of the future episodes because after this episode, we are going to take this legal system that was used to take away a white space for white artists to create art, which there's plenty of those in town, so this is not a big controversy. And we are going to take that same system and show how it has been used to brutalize and oppress uh, the black community, steal their homes, steal their properties, prevent them from building wealth, and having the ability to have a controversy. Right. Yeah. And and so you have Economic Justice Coalition led by Linda Lloyd, uh, who is... One of the pillars in this community. I've learned a lot from Linda in all these years. And, and so go to economicjusticecoalition.org and click the donate button and support them. But don't stop there. Learn mm. about the organization and try to get plugged into what they're doing. Give your money mm-hmm. and get into the trenches. We're going to keep that mantra. Yeah. Uh, there's one black organizer who is deep into the trenches. Kiki Knight. I've known Mm -hmm. Kiki for a long time. She's currently one of the lead organizers supporting the United Campus Workers of Georgia, which is the first public sector union in the state of Georgia supporting university workers. And Kiki used to be the campaign manager for Mariah Parker. And she's currently trying to pay off her car. This is very important. If you own your car... (laughs) You can better support yourself. Why? Why is that, Chase? Uh, Because the car payments are not going to be stealing your ability to gain wealth. The title of that GoFundMe is Help a a Black Woman Organizer Buy a Car. Yeah, GoFundMe, Help a Black Woman Organizer Fund Her Car. Yes. Yeah, and you'll find it right there. If you want to send cash directly, which is better, her cash app is dollar sign Keandra Knight, spelled dollar sign k-y-a-n-d-r-a and then night k-n-i-g-h-t yeah awesome that's it for episode one uh episode two we're gonna jump into hot corner and then we're gonna jump into linen town and then this is gonna roll and roll and roll and we are gonna uh walk you through those systems yeah and how they are used and pervasiveness of white supremacy that I am still continuing to learn. And so am I. And this yeah. is and this is part of the point. This is the point of the podcast is to to fight white supremacy is part and parcel with recognizing white white supremacy in yourself. Yep. And you have to develop a new skill set <laughs> to be able to identify it yeah. and and change. Yep. So thank you for listening, and please come back. We're going to get into some more nitty-gritty stuff. Yep, and if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please donate 
to either organization or Kiki directly. And just even a, if you don't enjoy the podcast, okay, true, fair <laughs> enough. But I feel like if they don't, they're not right. gonna, they're not going to get to the end. So <laughs> sure, but I still I still want to racist assholes. Yeah. Uh, no, but okay, fair enough. Yeah. But if you made it all the way here you and you it. hate this podcast <laughs> for some reason, please, please, please uh, donate even a dollar. I mean, if a thousand people donate a dollar, it's going to really help both the organization and Kiki. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Feel like I'm running in circles. Feel like I'm running in. Feel like I'm running in circle. My life is a series of hurdles. Huh. Feel like I'm stuck in a circle and everything is uncertain. Yeah. Trying not to be commercial because I know pain is universal. Huh. In life, you don't give rehearsal. Cause real peace is internal. Huh. Music in this episode is by local Athens hip-hop artist Squale. You can find a link to his music on Spotify, and you can find a link to his cash app on our website, www.twowhitefolks.com. That's spelled T-O-whitefolks.com. I feel like I'm running in circles. I feel like I'm running in. I feel like I'm running in circles.